looking at you because of your outfit. You're there to spin the wheel and make the pots. Go ahead, just say it. You look great. <laughs> are these your shorts or from high school? Listen, these Rebecca's. They're outfit. so old. I don't even remember when I gave them to you. I'm gonna say high school though. Yeah. That's okay. a prime, like eight years ago. Nine. Ten. Ten. 2014. Still still graduating, so. Oh my word. I know the pink song, so it's probably just as still as Ah. Wait, hold on. Matching, matching colors. Um, hey everyone, welcome to We Recommend This Podcast. I am your host, Maddie Heinrichs, and today I'm joined by Jennifer Heinrichs, who, if you couldn't tell already, is my mom. So mom is taking pottery classes at our local uh, community art center. And is it, it's so exciting. You're doing stuff. You're doing things. I know. I really, I have to say, things seem like a great idea. Like, you know, a few weeks out. Yeah. And the day of, sometimes you're not as excited. Yeah. But now I'm excited again. I'm glad. Yeah. I'm glad. Signing up for things in advance and then actually doing them the day of, it just hits that introverted side of me that doesn't ever want to do anything. Same, same. When I have, like, great friends to go out with drinks with, I'm like, ugh, like an hour before. And then I actually go and I have a great time. I get it. But my my favorite part about tonight is that I'm wearing your shorts from high school. Because (laughs) if I get clay on them. And no one cares. So that's really good. my favorite part. That's fantastic. Besides making pottery, which I'm excited, kind of like, I don't feel like I'm very artistic, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but I feel like no one's judging. It's beginning. So I can just go in there and do whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. We'll okay. I hope you have a great time. I will. The next time um, you're on this podcast, you'll have to let us know if you are a professional ceramicist. Going too far, <laughs> or that maybe things don't fly off when I try to make. Oh sure, yeah. I think that will be. You hit the teacher in the back of the head with a lump of clay. Yeah, I feel like that. That's kind of my. Uh-huh. That's my expectation yeah. right there. We're not talking about sure pro status quite yet. Right after four weeks. Well, in the typical tradition of this podcast, we like to start with a little tasty review. So I'm going to start us off by saying that there is something really tasty at my work refrigerator that I opened it and I looked in there and there's two pieces of cake saran wrapped on a shelf. And I'm going to, I'm going to lead you straight here. It's not like gourmet cake. It's not like, (gasps) No, no. This is like sheet cake that you get for a birthday party. Like any birthday party. But you know what? Sometimes you're in the mood for that. So uh, I had a really quick break today. And there was no one in the kitchen. And I know where the forks are. So So are we talking yellow with chocolate? That's, um, that was kind of one of your preferred it things was, early on. It was marbled. marbled. Marbled with like, it looked like the frosting was half the thickness of the actual cake. Oh, my favorite. So I took a big, big forkful of that, 
Yeah. And it was maybe the best thing I've done today. Could, could you kind of just feel your whole mouth <laughs> and then all the way down to your stomach lined with the lard that was probably in that? Well, I was wondering as I ate it how if there was like milk products in that and if I would regret what I had done later. But also, I kind of talked myself into not caring at all. You know what? That's half the battle. Mm-hmm. Telling your body doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. You're doing this anyway. Just doing so it. So get over it. It's fun. Yep. Um, no, it was fantastic. It was such a good bite. So that's my tasty little wreck today. Okay. Birthday um, cake that I found in the work fridge. I has I have a surprising wreck for okay. me. Me who does not like breakfast. Give me a muffin. Shoot me a muffin. Sure. Sure. I'm good. Right. You know, on the go. But. Went camping this last weekend, mm-hmm. and my husband does not believe in a little quick breakfast. He does not. And he actually takes joy in feeding people. And he was thinking he wasn't going to have a lot of joy because he had two people with him, you and I, who don't eat the same amount as he does. And so he's making these huge breakfasts, these huge skillets with hash browns and vegetables, eggs, bacon, steak. Mm-hmm. sausage and you're like yeah I just need a muffin and I I ate I don't know I had no problem taking a quarter of that skillet down that's right it did help that you suggested 10 mile hikes and I would have to say that sure. I was pretty hungry yeah. after those hikes and I'm glad I had lots of fuel for those yeah the the camping meals I feel like they kind of cancel themselves out oh yeah be only because, like, if this was vacationing, maybe how other people think of, like, kind of laying around, per se, uh, I never lay around during my vacations. If I'm on a vacation with anyone, I'm off. I'm off to the races. I'm I'm hiking all the big it's hikes. True. If I go to any sort of city, I'm walking everywhere. I'm getting... Well, we, we got like 30,000 steps in New York City. It was, I mean, it was great. But yeah, that's like, yeah. you need a lot of fuel for that. So so I'm very glad. It is okay to, you know, eat out of the norm. And those breakfast skillets were insanity. They were so good. They were so good. I was so thinking good. about them this morning as I, I ate my granola. Oh, no. I had my yogurt this morning. I'll just berries. I'm like, go back to my granola <laughs> with my eggs. Please, please, Baba, would you please make us some eggs? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So that's my wreck. That's camping, a good, camping tasty breakfast. wreck. Yes. They I'm are. into it. And it's so much better when you eat outside. It is, especially when there's no mosquitoes. Yeah, mosquitoes yeah. kind of, yeah. I don't know what to tell you about you bring that. Down the I like everything about camping except that part. Yeah, the bugs are a little lame. Yeah. All right. Well, yep. thank you. That was a good, tasty wreck. And now my mouth is watering and I might have to swallow a lot. So <laughs> that's fine. All right. Um. So I am going to review a book called Station Eleven. Oh. Mm-hmm. I can't wait for this. Now, one. steer me wrong or right. I'm not sure. Did you read it or just watch the TV show? I read it when it was first published. Okay. So it's been a few years. Okay. And I watched the series okay. also. So Station Eleven. It was written by Emily St. John Mandel. 
and it is 336 pages, so it's not super long mm -hmm. um, for our listeners out there. It is an easily accomplishable book. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's sure. not going to take you a really long time. Mm -hmm. It was published in 2014, so oh. yes, wow, it, has, it been a has been quite a hot minute since you read that. Okay, It has, um, like everyone knows, this, this, uh, this host and her close family members, we all use Goodreads. So a lot of my, you know, ratings and stuff, they all come from Goodreads. So Goodreads gives it 4.07 stars. Wow. Out of 450,000 reviews. Really? Yes. Well, that's, that's up there. That's something. Huh. Like, that was very impressive. Um, so... The genre that it's said to be in, it is sci-fi, apocalyptic, and dystopian. And I know you're going to say, apocalyptic doesn't take you anything in these. <laughs> um, but it is definitely dystopian. It's about the future. Um, something went terribly wrong, and so there's much less human people around. Mm -hmm. um, so in a bit of a nutshell... Um, if anyone remembers, um, like the first or second episode, I talked about the passage and it's kind of along the same lines of the, I mean, they're kind of blurring together for me because I read the series of the passage and then I read this directly afterwards mm -hmm. and it's really crazy how similar and yet how different two dystopian novels can be. Um, for sure. Because Station Eleven is almost a more like poetic sort of yes. artistic approach yes. to writing, which was lovely. There's a lot of time jumps. So we'll jump into like what is the present for our characters and then we'll follow specific people mm -hmm. and we'll keep on jumping back to like what their lives were like Um like right when they were starting their careers, uh, maybe like right before they died or right before this event happened. I believe it was the Georgia flu that um, that's what they called the virus that knocked everyone. Uh, well, not everyone, but many people out. Mm -hmm. um, but it was just it was so like I couldn't stop reading it um, because the characters were very well developed, but it kept on changing points of view and so you kind of had to stay on your toes and like okay so now we're at this time period following this person and this is how they relate to this person mm -hmm. um but it was just told so well so well um very descriptive and also this isn't really spoiling anything because I think it's in the summary um the idea of a traveling uh, not a circus, a traveling the theater. theater, a theater group. They perform Shakespeare and they have all these musicians with them for the orchestra. And it's such a random idea. Like that's what really set it apart from the passage for me. Cause the passage is all about like, Oh, gritty. Oh, these people are just trying to survive. And this is like the world kind of ends and you still have like all these traveling groups of people and whatever. And then you have this random traveling theater group and they go from kind of like town to town and they perform Shakespeare. 
wild. Which is, now that you say that, it makes me think about, um, you know, we need to survive. Mm -hmm. But to make sense of the world. Yeah. And not just survive, but to live. Yeah. You need more than just food and air Mm -hmm. and shelter. Mm -hmm. And that these people made art. I mean, a lot of them were very traumatized. Extremely. And so... You know, this community that they had, that they made through this traveling mm-hmm. um, theater they had was like, that was their new family because a lot of them didn't have their families anymore. Yeah. So it's just interesting. I mean, you're an artist and I just think about how you express yourself that way and how this group of people, um, yeah, very poetically written the way they, um, yeah, what the, the life that they brought to others mm-hmm. um, and pouring themselves kind of some healing through how they poured themselves out yeah. in that way and the community they made. So that, yeah, I didn't really think of that. That's a huge difference. It was. There's, there's tons of dystopian yeah. literature yeah. and movies, but you definitely, there's different ways to tell that story. And this was definitely Absolutely. a completely different way to tell so the story. So different. Yeah. So different and very welcoming. Also after slamming through a trilogy of just survival mode, um, that was good. It I'm, was good, but it was also just, uh, it got heavy, very heavy at times. Yes. Yes, it did. <laughs> um, and also, I did look up the TV show. Mm-hmm. It is a mini series on HBO. And the Rotten Tomatoes score, do you want to guess that score? It's pretty good. Um, let's see. I'm going to say 87%. 98 98. 98. Well, I would be curious as to how many 98s there are given. I would too. I know that HBO usually does a really good job, especially with their miniseries. But I mean, if that is not just a ringing endorsement, I don't know what is. I think amazing. I think everyone should pause the episode, go watch the entire miniseries, and then come back and finish playing this episode because. We still need to know what Jennifer's recommendation is. Yeah. Well, I'm kind of going old school. Oh, 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 yeah. Nothing current. Well, yours, I guess, wasn't super current. 2014. But the the series is definitely um, current. Was that last year or the year before? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They came out like 2021, I think. Yeah. Um, So I am, I want to introduce, I mean, I'm sure everyone's heard of Stephen King. I, what? But I feel like a lot of people, I'm guessing a lot of people just connect Stephen King with horror. Sure. I mean, The Shining. Everyone knows about The Shining. It. it oh, which yeah. Which is a big deal now. Yeah. Um, I read all the scary stuff when I was young. Um, didn't bother. Well, I don't know how many night tears I had. But <laughs> don't remember them. Sure. Um, not into scary stuff anymore. So I, for years, did not read any Stephen King because I just don't like horror, the horror genre any longer. Um but then I think you and I were talking several years ago about The Shining, and you do like scary stuff. And I, I do. so I did dive into The Shining. I can't remember if I read it before, um, but it was it was well done, and I was kind of surprised at how well written it was. Because when I was a kid, I read the horror stories. I wasn't like, oh, mm-hmm. this is so fabulously written. Yeah, yeah. He really knows how to tell a story. But now that I have read a lot, I realize Stephen King really has a gift of telling mm-hmm. a story. Mm-hmm. I mean, really well. So then after The Shining, um, we both read Dr. Sleep, mm-hmm. um, which was, I almost liked the story better than The Shining, um, 
it talks about the son from The Shining as an adult and the gifts that he had during The Shining. So I really recommend that book, even though it, I it isn't a current book I've read. But that's the lead up to the last um, few other books I've read by Stephen King. Um, a few years ago, I read 11-22-63, which is kind of a time travel book. It, um, if you could go back and stop the um, assassination of JFK and just all the threads that what that would look like to actually do that. And it's a phenom- it's a phenomenal story. Interesting. Um, so highly recommend that. And then this year, I just got done with two of his. Um, one was Fairy Tale, mm-hmm. which I was kind of meh. I kind of I was done with our trilogy, The Passage. So I was kind of right. in this vacuum of I need to read something. So I found it, and I would say towards the middle of the book, I was like, why is the setting taking so long? I feel like he's setting up the story forever. But then the rest of the story starts unfolding the Mm -hmm. fairy tale part of it and it was how he ties that in he ties all his stories in i feel like with other stories because he already told maine usually shows up sure he even talks about frequently talks about the abduction of kids that they'd heard of in the paper which happened in it yeah yeah, so i you 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 see threads in his writing um and then the latest one i just read is billy summers and that is about um a sniper he was in Iraq, and then he comes back, and he he's obviously having problems finding a job right. after he comes back, and he gets hired to be, he basically uh, is a hitman, mm-hmm. but he only he only does it with bad people. He, there has to be oh, proof. Oh, sure, 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 sure. These sure. people are evil people yeah, for him to shoot yeah. them, and the story unfolds from there. But I was just really taken aback again by how well Stephen King can tell a story. Right. Um, do I love all of his books? No. Um Buick 8 is a book I tried probably six months ago mm-hmm. and the story set up again took so long that mm-hmm. I just didn't really mm-hmm. I yeah. couldn't really push through the setting to get through the rest of the story Makes sense. even though it was highly recommended to me so if you have patience in that sometimes you can get um, you can get through that setting and see the masterful storytelling that he has yeah um, yeah so I would just highly recommend Stephen King and he actually I have heard that his book called On Writing is a great book for anyone to read. Oh, right. Not just yeah. writers, mm-hmm. but it's just so well written and gives you so much insight into the right. writing process that it's another it's another great recommendation. So out of those three, which one would you rate the highest? The three more current ones that I have read? Yeah. Well, I would definitely say that 11, 22, 63, okay. I was really, it's been a few years since I read it, but I remember just thinking about that book a long time sure. after I read it. Um, Fairytale was fine. I mean, I liked it a lot, mm-hmm. but Billy Summers is kind of a haunting story. And I feel like that's kind of a, I don't know. I really like the way that story, sure. um, yeah, the story unfolded there too. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if there's one that I recommend. It kind of just depends on who you are right? and if you're, what you're more into. I mean, yeah. I would say eleven twenty two sixty three has some history in it mm-hmm. of the times um, when JFK got assassinated. So that's fascinating. Um, yeah, fairy tale has some fairy tale components to it. That if you're more into like, you know, something like that, that you would like yeah. it. So an alternative kind universe to ours, fantasy. Yeah, yeah, okay, for sure. And Billy Summers is just—I mean—it's kind of sad because it's about. Um, someone who's trying to do the right thing right. in the wrong way. Mm-hmm. Um, and just what that's really, you know, 
looking at his character and how complex it is and then um, the people around him you get to just you know I think it's easy to say oh all hitmen are this or right you know in our world we just we're constantly just assuming that people are a certain way yeah and this is just the complexity of you know an individual Mm -hmm. and why he's doing stuff and all the reasons that lead up to that so I appreciate that character development well and it's also nice for like everyone who doesn't appreciate horror but also like still appreciates a really good book or movie or not that I'm saying um that the you had to you had to say the number one again 90 what nine zero Oh, 112263. That one. There was a movie made off that, and I think it has Samuel L. Jackson in it, and it's actually kind of terrible. <laughs> and no one should ever watch it. Yeah. Please don't. Yeah. Um, pretty sure the Rotten Tomatoes for that should be 12. zero because yeah. it was terrible. But um, no, it's good for non horror people to yeah. be able to appreciate his writing as well because he is a really good writer. He really is. He does have some duds, but I think that's that kind of goes for anyone. Um, but he also has a lot of really good. Ones. I mean, how many books has he written? I thought I read somewhere he's written sixty books. Damn. I don't know if that's. I mean, I have not googled no, into no, that no, lately. No. But but I think it's that's a lot it's of up books. there. So if you have a dud in there. Yeah. It's okay to have a couple duds out of 60. <laughs> I think so. Yeah. But very prolific and what an imagination. Yeah. That's yeah. great. Okay. Well, it looks like I have more reading to do. You do. There's always more reading to There's do. There's always more reading. But that's always good because um, I get really sad when I run out. I do too. I get a little antsy in between when I'm trying to get my fix of, how can I clean the house? I don't have a book to listen to. I know. When I'm in between books, then I have to, like, go really hard on all the podcasts that I kind of neglected while I was in mid-book. But um, it's – I'm I'm mid-book right now, and it, and it kind of hurts me. I, I try to, like, talk to some of the people I ignored the last book. Oh, sure. My last book. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I'm still here. Oh, how are you doing? Yeah. Oh, still kicking? Okay. Yeah, okay. All I right. got – I just want to say hi before I start the oh, next book. Oh, the, the book just came in. I can listen to it. Okay, bye. See you later. Yeah. See you in a week. You. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> well, wonderful. Thank you so much for your recommendations. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Oh, but of course. Welcome to my studio. I know that you never come here, but it's awesome. a great place to record. I just love it here. I just I love it. I love it. I love it. So great. Well, uh, if anyone listening would like to share their recommendations or follow the podcast, you can find us on Instagram at we recommend this podcast number one, just a one on the end of that, because we're not the original, apparently, we're number one. All right. Thank you for listening. Okay.